We wonder, we think, we question, we drink. Discussions of flicks, superpowers and chicks. There's robots and ninjas and time travel too. Internal dialogues, we seek the truth. We now join our conversation, already in progress. Yeah. The only reason I can be trusted to do what I, I'll say now is because some crazy nut job during my first relationship put me through a weird emotional hell not knowing what to do. And, um, yeah. It's interesting, though. We were talking about this a couple of months ago, you, you and me, um, about, like, if you could trace back aspects of your personality or character. Right. Right. To individual people or events, a specific know. moments in time where yeah. your life had fragmented for the worst, or 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 events that had made you better. Yeah, yeah. Wow. wow. That's one of them, that's one of them for me. Excellent, yeah, excellent choice. Yeah. All right. Do you have any? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Like, <coughs> I chose, so, um, JP, no, 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 the reason I came to grad school was because of a professor that I had in an, um, in a class my junior year of high school that said, hey, you know, you could also go to grad school. And she said, I had never considered going to grad school until I was, um, around your age. I'm like, well, I'm not going to go to grad school. And she's like, yeah, you could. And she made it seem so easy, and I was like, whoa. Wow. The reason I went to grad school in philosophy was because of um, John Paul Vessel, my undergrad advisor, and because of Mikey Morales, who was also applying the same year that I did. So, like, they were... Wow. Yeah. Well, this changed you. Huh? Um... You know, uh, one of the, oh, I'm not even going to say this, I can't, I can't possibly say this. Uh, I get that, yeah, I get that. Keeping uh, promises, though. Wow. What about you? Like, I mean, why do, Why are you interested in the medical field? Well, that's because I killed somebody. But yeah. that's not as interesting <laughs> of a story as your journal. Shut up. You did kill someone, though, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. I'm so sorry, dude. That sucks. Well, I mean, you read somebody's journal. Yeah, that's worse. That's definitely I'm worse. Yeah. Destroyed an innocent woman's life. Yeah. Well. Technically, well, I did too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Have you killed more people since then? No, I had a weird experience at work the other day, though. Did do you I had to, order Coke and it gave you a Dr. Pepper? No. The, we had a patient die right, an hour before my shift. But uh, the, the patient was still sitting in room one. I get there, and uh, one of the nurses asked me to uh, to go DC, take out the IVs and uh, you know all the, the tubing that supplied the oxygen during, you know, yeah. Uh, intubation processes. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I go into room one, 
And uh, I'm about to knock on the door when I realize it's pointless. <laughs> and, and I walk in there is a 79-year-old white male laying there, and he's kind of looking at me. Oh, my God. So his, uh, yeah, his eyes are still very, very much open and, like, like looking straight forward. Oh, my God. So, you know, I put some gloves on, and I walk over to him. And, uh, you know, I close his eyes. Yeah. weird, but I needed to do that. He was going to be looking at me, but I'm taking yeah. the tubes out. Yeah. So I, I close his eyes, and, and one of them comes back open, so I have to push harder. But uh, I, I start taking the breathing tube out, you know, kind of getting him, like, sat up in the bed, put a pillow under his head, you know, just because maybe the family's going to come see him. And I pull the IV out of his arm. Yeah. Well, he starts bleeding. Oh, my God. <laughs> he starts oh bleeding. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, this dead man in room one is now bleeding everywhere because I pull the IV out. And I'm like, why is he bleeding? There's no pressure. I mean, right. There's residual pressure, but yeah. So he's bleeding. Yeah. And what do you I'm do like, to stop bleeding on a d- dead person? Well, this is exactly what I did. <laughs> I held pressure for a few minutes, but then I realized it doesn't matter how long I hold pressure. Yeah. The coagulation factors are probably not going to kick in like they normally do. Yeah. So uh, I ended up putting a bandage. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I put a band-aid on a dead man. Oh my god. Was it like a Ninja Turtles band-aid? Well it was it was a children's band-aid and it may have been Dora the Explorer. That's awesome. And in the process wow. of putting this band-aid on his arm, I realized that this is probably the last band-aid he is ever going to wear. Yeah. What do you mean, probably? There's not a chance that anybody else is going to stop, start slathering him with band-aids. Yeah, but this, it, it was weird, man. Like uh, He was bleeding, and I'm like, I had to stop it, and because it was going to get everywhere. And I'm like, well, shit. Yeah. yeah. I held pressure for like a minute, and it didn't stop. And I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like, you can't be serious. I'm going to have to put a band-aid on a dead person. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, just a weird experience. I, yeah, I didn't, it's strange. I didn't kill this guy or anything like that. But no, he's definitely not on your killed list. Do you feel like you're responsible for more deaths than the average person? Uh, yeah. Well, yes. What about saving more lives? Like, if yes. you had not existed, let's let's see. Imagine a counterfactual world where you do not exist. Do you believe that there are more people that are alive in that world or less people? I mean, discounting you, of course. Right, right, right. Uh, I, I, I think that I've been fairly successful in my in my early years, in my medical career, yes. I think yeah, I but like, been... aren't you taking the job of somebody that would be much more competent? Like a Mexican? You bastard. <laughs> you bastard. No, that's not what's happening. Thank you very much. Uh, wow. I have a, a tally board, actually. Oh, my God. 
I that I remember. I have saved three, and I have killed two. <laughs> so net positive for the planet. Yeah, yeah. So that's I'm up one. And hey, you know, those other two probably would have died even if I wasn't there. Okay. You know? Maybe. So, Maybe. But uh, those other ones uh, may have not have survived if I wasn't there. So, hey, that's good. Yeah? That is a positive. That is good. Figure out the heat on that bad boy. You know? So, is there something that makes you continue to be in this career? Like, do you get... Are you happy every day? Yeah, actually, uh, I don't think there's a single day that I can recall that I've, I've never wanted to walk into work. I mean, like, there's there's days where I'm, like, tired off my ass and I wish I could have slept more. Yeah. But, like, when I'm at the hospital and I'm doing what I do, um, I certainly enjoy being there, helping, participating, yeah. So it's, it, it's, it's definitely the right career for me. That's cool. Yeah. The, my only other experience is, like, Taco Bell, right? <laughs> Which was not the right career for Which you. Which was not the right career for me. That made me want to kill people. <laughs> That's awesome. That's wonderful. So, um, <laughs> and in Taco Bell, presumably you didn't have to put band-aids on that many people that were no longer of, that could no longer use band-aids although well, I guess this guy could use band-aids so that was I mean it would be strange to find out that I may have been serving the very tacos that led to the congestive heart failure state of the man that I put the band-aid on in room one man. but man shit it would have been anybody serving him a taco, you know? It wouldn't just be me. Yeah. But yeah. it would have been interesting. Man. Never mind so, that. But so the point <laughs> is, the point is, Carlos, the point is, Carlos, that uh, you keep promising because of a journal you read that your friends think that you didn't read that everybody else is accusing you for for a year. Because some crazy nut bar who you didn't even get a chance to kiss came to you three days after you had asked her the second time out. Yeah. Although, to be fair, I'm sort of glad that I never kissed her. Yeah. I would agree with it. I would agree with it. Yeah. You so, know, there's a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of those things that I wish I could take back, but I uh, really can't now. You really, you really can't. Really, it's so really sad. Can't. It's so depressing. So you never actually said what, um, whether there's anything in your personality that that you attribute to um, anyone in particular. Oh, uh, I, I. Okay, okay. To to why I'm different, right? Or or yeah. how I've changed for the better slash worse. Yes. All right. I, I will tell you the quick story of why Daniel is the way Daniel is today. Um, when it I was doesn't 19, have to be about everything. God damn it, Carlos. Just some things. It's going to be quick, okay? Okay. When the I was two 19, minute, Daniel. 
redundant. Yeah. When you were 19, what happened? Yeah, when I was 19, Carlos. There, I, I received my EMT license from the state of New Mexico for the first time ever. And uh, I was young and naive and immature and irresponsible and uh, certainly not filled with the most highest level of confidence somebody with that type of license should be bearing, but uh, yeah. I received it anyways. Yeah. And uh, I remember this one day on the volunteer fire department, I get called to the fire station for a woman, a 42-year-old female who's having respiratory distress. And being the licensed medical professional, I made my way to the volunteer station where the medical apparatus, fire truck, was there. I picked yeah. it up. But early in the morning at a volunteer station, I was the only one who responded. Oh, and, uh, you know, I'm sitting there in the fire truck, just waiting for somebody else to roll up, maybe somebody with a little bit more experience, because yeah. I'm sure as hell fresh, and I don't know what the hell to do. I may be licensed, but I'm not experienced. Right. What do you expect from me? God. <laughs> and uh, I, I sit there for a minute, and uh, a second page comes over the radio. They're calling again. A woman having trouble breathing. Firefighters, please respond. And this only feeds to my anxiety, and I'm freaking out. So I sit there again. The clock is burning time, and I'm just staring at it. One minute turns into two minutes, two minutes into three. Yeah. And uh, finally, the fourth, uh, excuse me, the third page comes out, and they're like, woman not breathing CPR in progress. Oh, my God. Wait, so who paged that? Who, uh... Um, who's the family it? had called back again to uh, EMS services, or to the Oh, dispatch. my God. It's like the, um... freaking Wild West. Man. Essentially, yeah. Well, they called back, and, uh... This is a sad yeah. story, so I'm not supposed to be saying it with a smile on my face. <laughs> Don't stop making me laugh. I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. Sorry. Serious Carlos on. So there I was. <laughs> no, so okay. Um yeah, the page yeah. comes out and now, you know, I'm like, Well, shit, now I have to do something. So I Right. You know, turn on the lights and sirens and I start driving to the call. And uh I get there and sure enough there's some other first responder there who is screwing up everything. Screwing up everything. Oh, like, uh, he hasn't even turned the oxygen on. He hasn't started CPR. He hasn't even tried to put that little tube down her throat to supply air to the lungs. None of that. Right. And uh, I don't know as much as he does, but or at least I shouldn't. But uh, I can urgency that I have to take over because this guy's screwing it up. And uh, I do. I, I, I jump in and uh, you know, I start doing CPR. I, I, I try to get uh, everything going. You know, I try to get the tube into her her lungs. Right. But, uh, you know, she's aspirated at this point. The tongue is swollen so her airway is not going to work. Yeah. And uh, across the room I realize that everybody was just as shocked 
and was just as scared and just as nervous as I was, except um, I was the only one who was trained to do something. So I also noticed that her two kids are sitting in the room. Oh, man. And, uh... Oh, dude, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, her two kids are sitting in the room. Yeah. And I remember their face like it was burned on the back of my eyes. So I end up doing CPR on this woman, and the ambulance comes and picks her up, and I jump in the back of the ambulance, and I never stop doing CPR. And I do CPR by myself, not allowing anybody else to jump in for 45 minutes until we get to the hospital. Yeah. And uh, when they called her, I was the last person in the room when oh I left. Oh, my God. And Like when they I called her myself, time of death? Yeah, 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 everything. Oh, my God. I, uh, I remember something changed that day. Like, and... Uh, all of the anxiety and all of the fear was uh, was gone, and and yeah. I, I was just now I knew that I mean like just because I felt that way doesn't mean that you know it had to always be like that. Yeah. So I yeah. made it a point to try to redeem myself for that one, and I I can assure you the woman may have died anyways I mean she was still in poor health anybody yeah. who, who has a, a heart attack at age 42 was overweight you know was yeah was she was on her way out pretty soon anyways but uh, yeah for a long time I felt responsible for it but um, I think it made me better as a as a medical professional because I realized that the worst thing that could possibly happen had already happened. Right. So from that point on, I mean, right. as long as I did everything I could do, it would only get better. How old were her kids? They were young. They were young. Um, I want to say the youngest may have been like 12. Ah, <sighs> dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was one of the biggest that was one of the biggest days not the biggest day in my life uh <laughs> no <laughs> no the yearbook incident was a bigger one but uh what was the yearbook incident no <laughs> We're not I want to hear all of your old... sad stories I want to make you sad all your all your stories are wonderful happy things mine are all terrible depressing if, if we wanted to have like a discussion of Daniel's destruction of society date and then we could talk about it but no okay okay well, I'll no. leave it at that then oh. we'll get back to it at some point <laughs> the yearbook story is sad dude it's a good story but like well you oh. know the problem with the yearbook story is the other day this isn't going to make sense to anybody but you were like oh you didn't go talk to the teacher, and I really, really did. And there, there's there's something that's so upsetting about knowing something that happened and nobody else believing you. Eh, I don't believe that's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll believe everything you say from now on, you lying jerk. You lying back. <sighs> 
Yeah. But I tell you what, man. You know, if I could do it all over again. You would save that woman's life? Well, I certainly wouldn't go to her journal. That's fucked up. For more internal dialogues, visit internaldialogues.com or email podcast at internaldialogues.com. And that's dialogues with an I.